Uh, with that, I'd like to invite uh, Greg, one of our pastoral elders, up. He's going to be sharing from the scriptures for us today, which I'm very excited about. And I'd like to pray for him as he goes to do that. So if you would, if, you, if you're feeling charismatic enough, you can close your eyes, put your hand out towards Greg, and we will pray for him together. Heavenly Father, how grateful I am to have many teachers and gifted leaders in this church, and how, how blessed I am to hear uh, the words of, of Greg. Um, I just pray that you would fill him with your Holy Spirit, that you would uh, give his words the authority that the preached word has been given uh, through the Holy Spirit, and that it would have power to get to our hearts, and to help us to change and become like Jesus, and to be more devoted disciples to you. Uh, bless him, God, and bless us through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Once upon a time, there was a couple that decided they wanted to be farmers. So they went and bought some property and um, worked really hard to get the ground ready and uh, to plant the seeds. And they got the seeds planted and waited for God to send the water and the sunshine and the seeds began to grow. They were so excited to see what God was doing on their farm. But they were a little surprised, too, because weeds started coming up. They didn't plant any weeds. They just started coming up. So every day, they would go out and pull the weeds up, and they had lots of weeds, but every day they got out, they took care of the weeds, and the plants began to grow. God continued to provide rain and sunshine, and everything was working out really good. Right in the middle of growing season, they had to leave for a couple of weeks. So they packed everything up, and they said, we know weeds are coming, but we'll take care of those weeds when we get back. Because they had not built a community. They lived in a farming community, but they had not gone out and worked and vi visited and introduced themselves and built a community around them. So they had no one to look after their garden when they left. So they were gone two weeks. They said, hey, we'll take care of all these weeds when we get home. So they come back home. And to their surprise, the weeds had grown up in their garden. But they said, no worries. We've been able to take care of this. We will go, and in the morning, they got a good night's rest. We'll take care of these weeds tomorrow. So they got up the next morning, and they got to work. But they realized that as they were pulling the weeds up, they had to be very careful because the soil was coming up with it. It was actually damaging the good plants. So it, was, it took a lot of work to recover because of their couple of weeks off. They realized how easy it was on a day-to-day -day when the weeds were small to be able to take care of. But when they grew, it, it caused problems. But they got it back in shape. And God continued to rain, sun continued to come, 
They reaped a great harvest and were so thankful for what God had done. Good morning, I'm Greg. I'm one of the elders here. And this is really not a sermon on gardening. Um, You may be wondering, wait, I came to uh, New Life to uh, hear the word, and we're talking about gardening. A few weeks ago, uh, 28, 29 of the men of New Life Fellowship went away on a retreat. And it was a great time of fellowship and a great time of learning. But something that really stood out to me during that time was that when things come up, if I, when they're little, if I take care of them when they're small, I've got a much better chance of it not being a big problem. Plus, they're a lot easier to get rid of. You know, just much like a plant, if you let it grow, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to get that plant up, and it causes problems when you're pulling it up. Um, So I was also thinking that whenever I come back from one of these retreats, it's so easy for, you know, a lot of good work has happened. The garden, my mind is in good shape. I feel really, things are going really good. And before you know it, the weeds pop up. If, you, if you've ever had a garden, it takes no effort for weeds to grow. All you need is a little water and rain, and I don't know where they all come from, but, but they're there. And that's the same way with our thought life, too, that it doesn't matter how much time you spend in fellowship, in reading, in prayer. These are the things we're going to talk about this morning that there's going to be weeds pop up. The weeds are not sins in and of themselves, but we need to take care of them while they're small. So, Mark 8, 27 to 37, this is the Common English Bible, um, which you have the NIV, but um, what I wanted to show you here is that Even the guys that hung out with Jesus for three years, almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week, still had problems with their thinking. So let's read. Jesus and his disciples went into the villages near Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? They told him, some say John the Baptist, other Elijah, still others one of the prophets. He asked them, what about you? Who do you say that I am? I love Peter. He's always the first one to speak up. You are the Christ, which was the right answer. But Jesus said, ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to teach his disciples. The human one, Jesus, must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and the legal experts, and be killed, and then after three days rise from the dead which we celebrated last weekend. He said this plainly, but Peter, good old Peter, took hold of Jesus and scolding him, began to correct him. Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, then sternly corrected Peter. Get behind me, Satan. You're not thinking God's thoughts, but human thoughts. 
After calling the crowd together with his disciples, Jesus said to them, All who want to come after me must say no to themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. All who want to save their lives will lose them. But all who lose their lives because of me and because of the good news will save them. Why would people gain the whole world but lose their lives? What will people give in exchange for their lives? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this unfaithful and sinful generation, the human one will be ashamed of that person when he comes in the Father's glory with the holy angels. You're not thinking godly thoughts. You're thinking human thoughts. When I read that a few weeks ago, I've really been chewing on that. because, And I catch myself, no matter what, where I'm at, you know, at work, at the Y, wherever, um, at home, that times when human thoughts, weeds just pop up. And it's really been helpful for me to think, is whenever that happens, to just say, um, you're not thinking godly thoughts here. You're not thinking what God wants to do. Whenever a good thing happens or a bad thing happens, um, I've been trying to filter that through. What would, how would God think about this? You know, there's so many times when things occur or happen that I question, well, why is this happening? But then I have to, when you filter it through or you look back on your life and what's going on, you can clearly see how God orchestrated it, even though my human thinking was that this was totally messed up. There's no way that God could be in this. Just like Peter, he, said, he told Jesus, no, you are the king. You're here to take over and to be the king of the world again. He was going to, his kingdom was there. They were looking forward to the Messiah coming. And Jesus was coming. He was just doing it God's way instead of Peter's way. So four things I want to talk to you about this morning. The Holy Spirit, daily prayer, daily study of God's Word, and community with fellow believers. These four things will help us weed our mind and weed our garden if we do them faithfully. So the first thing I want want you to realize is that we cannot do this on our own. I'm not trying to get up here and tell you you got to work harder. You got to get out in the garden. You got to pull weeds 24 hours a day to make sure. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that Father has sent a Holy Spirit, has sent Holy Spirit to work in us, to empower us, and to strengthen us. John 14, 26, Jesus promised. He said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said. And as we've been going through the book of Acts here over the last few months, we saw that Jesus in Acts 2, sent the Holy Spirit and totally transformed the disciples. That same power is here for us. So the Holy Spirit will renew our mind 
and will help us to weed and take care of the, the things that continue to try to pop up in our lives. Romans 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, in affliction, in affliction, affliction, and faithful in prayer. So the second tool that we have is to spend time in prayer, talking to our Father. So we have the Holy Spirit empowering us, and then as we spend time daily in prayer. Now, I'm not saying you have to spend an hour. Maybe you do. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. Maybe you need to spend two hours. Who knows? Maybe God wants you to just pray for six hours, right, Pastor? You just never know. But it's important that we pray. And I think it's got to be every day. Whether you're while you're driving to work, while you're sitting at your desk at work, while you're taking care of, of babies, taking care of grandbabies, whatever that looks like, we should be in a heart of prayer and in conversation because that's how we take care of those weeds that want to pop up. You know, you, you get, you know, the thoughts like, um, you know, well, Pastor Nathan said something during his sermon that offended me. So I'm going to go tell everybody in the congregation that I'm offended and I'm leaving. So those type of thoughts that if we don't take care of them and say, okay, if I'm offended, the Bible tells me how to take care of that weed, right? It says, one, pray about it. Do I really have a right to be offended? Or was what he said really right on and it just hit close to home? I mean, there's times when it just hits close to home and Holy Spirit saying, you need to listen to that. And then there's other times that maybe I heard it wrong. You know, being married to Julie for going on 36 years this June, we still, I still, (laughs) say things sometimes that don't come out so good. And um, we have learned that the heart is, you know, my heart is not to hurt her, but yet times I say things that do. And so that's when we need to work through that and, and allow um, the conversation to occur so that we can get back on the right page. But we want to do that while that weed is small. Because once you pull a little weed up when it's small, you can't even hardly tell it was there. But if I wait, not that I've ever done this, if I wait a week or two, um, knowing something's wrong, and then don't go take care of it, uh, it's uh, painful. Well, it's painful during the whole time, but it's definitely painful pulling the weed up. So uh, take care of things in prayer on a daily basis. And whatever that looks like for you, if you're a morning person, get up and pray. If, you're, if you have an hour drive into work, Turn the radio off and pray. If you're a night person, turn the TV off and pray. And allow Holy Spirit to, to work and to, and to speak to you. Thessalonians reminds us to rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.
Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure blood. Let us hold, uns- hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. So, as you've allowed Holy Spirit to work, and during your prayer time and reading God's Word, again, this is a daily, daily uh, process, Hebrews reminds us that we need to surround ourselves with people that can come weed our garden if we have to leave for a couple of weeks. You know, we need to gather around us a community that knows us and knows that when I'm going off track, I know that they're going to come put their arm around me and go, hey, you're getting off track here. You need to get back on track. But if I don't go build those relationships, it's very difficult. One of the things from the men's retreat that, that we men are trying to do, like the women's ministry, is we're trying to build that community of guys again so that we can hold each other accountable, so that we can work together, so that we can lead our homes, lead our families, lead our community, that we can be an example Ladies have been doing wonderful with their women's ministry, discipleship, helping each other, taking care, care of one another. And we need to do that um, as a church. So there's all kind of op- opportunities here to do that. We've got the small groups that are starting up again on May, the week of May 7th. We're going to be going through the book of Philippians. If you, if you feel led to lead one of those, there's a sign-up sheet. Please sign up. If you don't feel like leading one, be one, be part of one. We need you. I need you to hold me accountable. I need you to look after me. I need you to um, be there when things just aren't going so good. We as a leadership team here at New Life, we need you. We need your prayers. We need your encouragement. We need to even need your correction when you see things are not going the way that they should go. So if you're not part of a small group, if you're not part of a one-on-one group, um, I mean, I'll just tell you a little. I've been meeting with a friend of mine for close to 20 years. He doesn't attend this church. matter of fact, he's on staff at Grace Fellowship in Saratoga. But we meet every Wednesday morning for prayer and fellowship, and it's been over 20 years since we started that. So I think you, you need someone. Ladies, guys, you need someone that you can connect with and, be, and they can be a part of your life and they can know you. And they can, they can know when things aren't going. And you can share it with them. So 
So the three things or four things that we can focus on in our daily lives to take care of the weeds that want to crop up is rely on the Holy Spirit, pray and read the Bible every day, and then make sure you have community with the fellow believers. One last story on weeds. Um, Julie and I lived in Texas for a, a couple of years, uh, back in early 2000. And we got to know a landscaper there named Manny. And um, one day we were, we were talking with Manny about how the flower beds at the house, and every time we turned around, weeds were coming up. No matter what we did, weeds were always coming up. And um, basically share with him, hey, this is kind of overwhelming. You know, no matter how hard I try, the weeds keep coming up. And Manny said something that has really stuck with me over the years. He goes, you know, weeds are always going to come up. But he said, when you're walking by, just reach down and pull one or two of them up. You know, some days you may spend longer. Some days you may spend shorter. But if you, every day, if you just kind of pull the weeds and pick them up, then before long, you'll get them under control. That's what it is in our lives. Weeds are going to constantly come up. Our life in God is such a fertile ground for doing great work for the kingdom. God has great things for each one of you as individuals. He has great things for each one of us as a congregation. And because it is so fertile and God continues to shine his sunlight on us and continues to water this place, great fruit is going to come from this. But so are the weeds. So let's take care of the weeds a little at a time. Let's not allow them to grow up. So if something goes on here that you don't like, then come talk to someone in leadership, and let's pray about it. And let's work through that. Let's take care of it beforehand. And let's continue to tend the garden that God's given us here at New Life and with each other. So as the worship team comes up, I want to pray for us. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for sending Holy Spirit. Thank you for opening the doorway for us to enter your presence. Thank you for welcoming us. When we were enemies, you made us your friend. You washed us, gave us the incredible honor to come before you. And Lord, I never want to take that for granted. I never want to take you for granted. Help us to think rightly. Help us to think your thoughts. Help us to recognize when we're heading down the wrong path and you have a different way for us to go. Father, we worship you and we thank you 
in Jesus' name.